Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I'm Elliot Glazer. I'm Brent Sullivan. And I'm H. Allen Scott. We're here. We're queer. Meh. Textual healing. Um, oh, shit. Wait. Actually, before we start, can I can I ask you guys a, like a question? Yeah, sure. Um, so I haven't told you. I've been like kind of working on like a new podcast about. So I'm kind of fascinated with like aboriginal tribes that are essentially untouched by the outside world. And I've discovered in some of my research, there's like a bunch of them um, sort of across the globe. But the one that I'm most (laughs) interested in is in Guyana. So I just wanted to like get your take on this. Uh, I'm going to like read a part of their Wikipedia page. It's like, no, you're shitting us. And and can you let me know what parts you find most interesting? Yeah, we'll hear you. Okay. (laughs) So the Ngoto tribe, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, uh, of Northwest rainforest in Guyana is considered the most isolated civilization in the Americas. They are largely a hunter-gatherer society. What little is known about how they hunt is an ingenious method of camouflage whereby they buck hunting and clothing, but rather use body paint design to mirror their surroundings. The only documented contact they've ever had with the outside world was a visit in 2015 from Elliot Glazer. Uh, Mr. Glazer, upon hearing lore of their hunting outfits, uh, chartered a plane, parachuted down, and slashed his way through two miles of rainforest before making first contact. He spent his initial few hours befriending the village elders and spent the remainder of the summer with the quote, younger warriors. Uh, Elliot radioed in a request for one ton of supplies comprised mostly of feather boas and baby oil. So, I, so the interesting thing is, I think that's Elliot. I mean, this is what the Wikipedia page says about them, but I, so I just, I just find that interesting. And I, I anyway, is that something you think I should maybe explore more yeah, on the podcast? Like a yeah, super yeah. interesting podcast. Yeah, right. definitely. Yeah. I think people are really <laughs> going to subscribe, rate, and review it. I think right. very much so. Yeah, very yeah. interesting. Very popular. Very popular. All right. The next serial. Well, oh that's that's the hope. Yeah. Um, but moving on to more more pressing matters, How Alan, you can, you, can, you. you can start the podcast now. Um, so as reported by SCOTUS blog amongst others, <laughs> wait, what was that? Jen, Jen, Jen Kalela. <laughs> I'm getting horny. Oh my God. Uh, the horny uh, one. I don't like the horny one. I love the horny one. Done. The horny I one I'm keeping. It. That's for me. If you get the how dare it's you, so I'm horny. <laughs> they are. Okay. Maybe it's it's just because it's the only one that's not about me. Maybe yeah, that's exactly. We it. know. <laughs> I don't know. For someone who doesn't um, take his shirt off, you look in the mirror a lot. Oh, you. <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch. Um, all right. Son of a bitch. 
So, this was, so I don't know if you guys heard the news this week. The Supreme Court has taken up uh, a, a, another clash between religion and LGBT rights. Um, so the Supreme Court is again revisiting the clash. Oh boy, I just said that between religious freedom and LGBT rights. <laughs> with a new case, they agreed to hear the next term. So the case involves yeah. Lori Smith, who owns a graphic design firm and wants to expand Why her are business. All the bigots always called something like Lori Smith. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> right. It's, uh, it almost sounds made up but she wants to expand her business into wedding websites and the problem is she's a dummy and she refuses to make websites for gay weddings well also Unreal. she's a dummy for having a bit of business um, that's essentially squarespace like why yeah I, why? I i know i don't i don't get it either <laughs> Unreal. so she wants to post a message on her website to explain this but a colorado <sighs> law prohibits businesses that are open to the public from discriminating against gay people or announcing their intent to do so the justices agreed to take up her claims under the free speech clause of the First Amendment. So, of course, oh. if this sounds familiar, the court sided with a Colorado baker in 2018 who refused on religious grounds to make a wedding cake for a gay couple. Now, without getting into the weeds on that, the ruling in 2018 was considered fairly narrow for the baker that nonetheless articulated in the opinion, quote, while religious and philosophical objections are protected, it is a general rule that such objections should not subject gay persons to indignities when they seek goods and services in an open market. Yeah. But of course, uh, that uh, opinion was written by Anthony Kennedy, um, a, uh, a fairly moderate Republican judge who has since retired and been replaced by Brett Kavanaugh. And thank you very much, RBG has been replaced with, uh, by Amy Coney Barrett. Although we technically don't know what her stance, uh, you know, she right. doesn't have any gay rights rulings. we have a pretty good idea about it though. You can, you can certainly guess she won't, she won't be Somebody, particularly yeah. uh, gay friendly, but, right. but you know, we, we don't know that yet. And she's not insanely, cause she's not Clarence Thomas. She's not like that oh. conservative. But she um, is, she does come from the school of the Christian right legal yeah. sort of foundation that that boosted her throughout her career and she owes a lot of her career to to those christian right organizations and and legal organizations <clears throat> that supported her so i, I don't know I, I think pretty fair to say she's not going to be yeah. you know an anti like you guys i think are more tuned into this than i am i just get like armchair annoyed or whatever by these people who yeah. mix their businesses with who they can discriminate against. I still, it's still very hard for me to wrap my head around people being that, sh like people choosing to make a make something out of nothing to mm -hmm. me. But yeah, is do you think that it's possible that the court would side? I mean, put like refusing um, to bake a cake for a wedding. I understand because there's the idea of, of, of like marriage being between a man and a woman, which feels so retro. But nevertheless, that kind of made sense this being like i don't want to put something on my they, the, the state doesn't want the person to put a message on their website feels pointedly like a fuck you like like the message on the website would I be a fuck you same. so i'm yeah okay so i'm wondering do you think that the 2018 case uh makes like like actually foreshadows the same i think the same the judgment being providing made? a service it's a good the cake was a good mm -hmm. it was a service that she was providing the public and the the bakery said no i don't do cakes for gay couples and she's saying no mm -hmm. i don't do websites which is essentially their digital cake for mm -hmm. gay couples and so i i see it in very similar grounds i don't know if they will but yeah. i do you know i i think sometimes like you have to 
kind of read. I think the media doesn't do a great job of covering the court. You have to kind of, you know, sometimes they're answering very specific questions. This court Mm -hmm. is obviously extraordinarily pro religious freedom. Um, And there have been some, you know, obviously we had a huge victory in the Bostock decision in Mm -hmm. uh, 2020 uh, that was joined by Roberts and Gorsuch. Uh, joining the uh, the liberal side that that uh, basically extended workplace protections to LGBT people uh, nationwide, so that was a monster victory, probably the most significant significant of the since gay marriage. Uh, I would, yeah, I think if I, I would guess, we also have a very pro free speech court, so I would guess that they would side that, that you know someone should be allowed to uh, put on their website that they they don't someone should should be allowed to have unpopular opinions um Mm -hmm. and they should be allowed to put on their website we don't serve gay people but you know for what it's worth i mean i i don't think it would be you know it's possible that some of the more conservative justices would still be open to the notion that like you know again gay people are deserving of dignity because and, free speech is a is, I mean is a cornerstone of often you know the conservative movement in that the the freedom to be able to say and live as you want, albeit if you have to be in line with what they think often. Right, 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 right. But it's there is free speech is a big thing within conservative circles, and so you can see possibly a obviously a John Roberts, but possibly maybe Merrick switching into a to a, a freedom of speech argument about even not just religious, but also, you know, queer identity in public spaces and how mm-hmm. that works within receiving public. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Guess it'll I be interesting like you, to see. Yeah. Sorry. yeah. I guess I just feel like if you can't, if, if you, um, if you're a place of business and you are discriminatory, then it's to me, it feels more cut. It actually feels more cut and dry in that it's a message on a website rather than what felt maybe it's more of a feeling thing with the, with the baker um, yeah. I guess because I just thought of the optics of her being like, or him or her being like, no, no wedding cake for you or whatever, where this is more like, read my website for details. Fuck you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Again, yeah. sometimes these Supreme Court cases, like if you really get through the nuts and bolts, like because the Baker thing was was all about like some Colorado commission that had a clause. So that whole case mm. was about this clause by the Colorado commission. You know, the court wasn't addressing whether it's moral or decent for someone to do this, they were answering that very specific question of, is it, you know, is this clause in this, again, and I'm forgetting all the details in this, uh, created by this Colorado commission, is that constitutional? And it also, I mean, it also goes back to when, before marriage equality, a lot of states were issuing marriage licenses, and there were some very famous cases of people at city ordinances, I don't know who issues marriage licenses, but people workers refusing to do that for gay couples, even yeah. though they worked for the city, yeah. refused, you know, and so there, there is that argument of sort of where does freedom of speech and work slash public goods come yeah. in and, and how do we have that dance? Because there are all these signs on private businesses saying we have the right to refuse service. You know, so I, it's this weird dance that I think a lot of conservatives are in. I, I, you know, it's interesting because kind of coming into this, Alan, I remember when that uh, Masterpiece Cake decision came down, we were, you know, not particularly surprised. And we also were like, you know, I don't know, it's it's not the the worst loss uh, in the history of gay rights. And, yeah. and I, I do, you know, of course, I tend to think these, the people who won't make a website for a gay wedding are, you know, <laughs> simple minded degenerates or whatever. Yeah, subhuman. But, 
but I'm also like, I mean, I, I do, I do respect like a pretty broad, you know, uh, understanding of freedom of speech. I, I really fundamentally believe people are, should be allowed to say things, have unpopular opinions. They can um, say things. It's the, it's the denial of the service. That's but, the but yeah. So the, the question is like popular opinion. I can be an asshole in any situation. I wouldn't say yeah. crazy things, but if I'm, if I have a business, I can't say, Oh no, I don't want this person to come in because of X, Y, and Z because yeah. I am providing a, I'm a public space at that point. And sure. That, I can that, say that's whatever where, I yeah. want. That's where it feels very cut and dry to me that it's like, it's a service. It's, you know, it's a service. I'm, I can't, you can't deny me a service just because of your private beliefs. But again, who am I? I'm no Diane Lockhart of the good fight, which everybody should be watching because it's the okay. perfect show. Great ending. Also, by the way, let me, I'm going to, I'm oh, going to go further. He ain't does. Forget, forget even Squarespace, sure, Squarespace for sure. But you know who's, what's a gay friendly website? Zola. My friend Melissa Zola? works there. Okay. And Zola, the wedding planning Zola? website. It's like a whole wedding planning website. They are obsessed with gays. So oh, go wow. to Zola. Go to Zola. Don't go anywhere. We're not even Lori sponsored Smith. by Zola. We're sponsored by Can. We're sponsored by Drink Can. your love can, you, can and go <laughs> to Zola.com. While you're doing your website, That's your right. wedding website. Yeah. <laughs> not even joking. We're here with Carolyn Bergier and Melody Kamali of the podcast Diking Out. Hey, lady! Welcome. Hey. Wow. Yeah. I kind of wait, like wait. Us. Before, wait. Before, let's so, so listeners, because we've gotten this complaint before. Let's ha- say hello to each one so that they can know whose voice is yes. who. Okay, <laughs> Melody. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Happy to be here. I love it. And Carolyn. Carolyn. Hi, Carolyn. Hey, how's it going? Happy to be here. <laughs> First time caller, long time listener. <laughs> What's funny is our listeners apparently think that Brent and Alan have s- remarkably similar voices yeah. that they can't even tell them apart, which as a friend, I, I've never understood. Because I sound like a fucking pride parade. I sound like a pride parade. I sound like a pride parade announcer who's like, and now coming to the stage, the biker troop of Buffalo. Like, that's me. <laughs> and yet people think that's Brent's voice, which I don't get. I don't get. Yeah, it it, it it is a little appalling uh, for me. But you also <laughs> say you're like a pride parade, and you're not. You're you aren't of the three of us. Of the three of us, I'm of the one the to get the. Of us, yes. Sure, but look, I'm Burt Reynolds. Elliot is <laughs> well, Elliot is, Reynolds. Where'd you get that? I, from? You know, Time Daily. <laughs> oh, um, wow. Yeah, that's more appropriate with Diking Out. That's Time uh, Daily yes. is definitely anyway, uh, anyway. in the Dyke canon. Actually, let's kick it off by asking Carolyn and Melody, how into pride are you as the hosts of a podcast called diking out uh, <laughs> um we're in the different parts of pride um uh-huh. i mean big stereotype here but i'm into the dyke march that's my favorite oh, part of yeah. pride. i love the dyke march yeah mm. um i don't typically go to the pride parade i'm always like yeah really rebellious and i'll go to reese beach like the gay beach here mm. um on pride day but yeah. this last pride i did everything oh and it almost yeah. killed me. yeah like how because so? i was like a bat out of hell what did you do yeah, you squeezed you squeezed everything in i'm assuming post covid 
Yeah, all the circuit it, parties, all the all the. We were all drink. vaccinated, so we went. Right. right, that was like the first no month of going yet. crazy. Yeah, mm-hmm. no variants yet. Yeah. We had um a show. We had a comedy show at Good Judy that we did for Pride. Mm. So like, I'll get into Pride if I can get money out of it. Right, right. We love my philosophy, yeah. like a dyke march mm. and then profit. That's definitely where I am pride. now. I I, I yeah. used to work in politics, <laughs> and I would go to every single Pride in New York, every every single borough has a fucking pride and it was the most right. annoying yeah. thing I've ever experienced in my life walking with Anthony Weiner in a pride parade. It is like yeah. I never want to do it again. So now I'm like I'm only going to do it if I'm getting paid to perform. That's it. The only way I'll be there. Sorry yeah. guys. I, I I once I once went to Staten Island Pride with Elliot and he just got passed around from, from yeah. man to man but yeah. but you know it, it's interesting it's interesting that I I'm obviously the, the I haven't been to Pride in a decade but but when I have gone of course I've gone to gay male events. So what what is like Pride like from the lesbian perspective? Like, you know, I, I always kind of picture like rave parties for, for gay men. But is it, is it a right. little bit different for, for you guys? <sighs> I've been to, I've been to some like parties with overpriced drinks and high covers. Um, yeah. But usually now I feel like it's more everybody like gathering in an apartment or a rooftop or like yeah. smaller gatherings yeah. and less of the circuit parties, though. Like now I feel like there's been a resurgence in like the lesbian circuit part. Uh, lesbian circuit party or it could mm-hmm. just be that now i'm actually going to them whereas i never went right. to them before right. and i'm like they're everywhere yeah. Um, right yeah i feel like i've never partying. been to a circuit party like ever i still don't know what what is a circuit party. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what? well I, here's a question actually are you guys familiar with dino weekend yeah. Yes, we yes, yes. might be going. Have you been? Yeah, it's, I've, I've never no, been. No, no, but we want to go. So I went to my first like I went to the Florida version of Dinosaur, and it's called Girls in Wonderland, and yeah. it's in mm. Orlando. And uh, oh, we obviously, were, yeah, yeah, we, we, we were invited down there. It, it was actually started as kind of an answer to like the Gay Week at Disney, which yes. is mostly gay guys. And yeah. there's yeah. like, where's where's the event for women? So they started this Girls in Wonderland, and I'm like. I'm too old for this. I'm too tired. I don't party yeah. like this anymore. Yeah. I went and I had the time of my life. I made oh my so God. many friends. Oh, that's it so was wonderful. Like, like four days of hardcore partying, pool party, happy hour, club, oh, after yeah. party. And wow. at Disney like, World? This is great. No, no. Oh. It was outside of Disney. <laughs> okay, good. Um, Disney yeah. Disney adjacent. Disney, Disney adjacent. adjacent. I know. I was, I was for, for a moment, I was like, I get like, you know, meeting new friends and stuff at Disney World, but not so much the getting drunk <laughs> part. I don't... Epcot Germany, Epcot Mexico. Going crazy on those Epcot <laughs> Germany <World> lesbians. <laughs> now you're going to go, you're planning on going to Dino Weekend in Palm Springs? We want to. Yeah, yeah. We're talking that about it. That is an epic now. weekend. Oh, wait, Dinosaur. What, is Dino? so, like, what are you talking okay, about? What is yeah. Dino okay, Weekend? Okay. It's not Dino. Okay. It's Dino. 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 Di- named after oh. Dino Shore. Yes. yes. Oh, okay. It's okay. Basically, the lesbian equivalent to uh, the, I think, the white party or, yeah, the white party. It's okay. basically the Got same it. thing. It's a giant circuit and party. And Dino Shore was a 70s, 60s, 60s singer, 70s talk show host that was rumored, she never came out, but was rumored yeah. to be a lesbian. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Got it. Yes. Yeah, I, I don't really know the... Uh, I don't think there is much differentiation um, bet- bet- between like circuit parties, but to Brent's point, I've also have a very limited and hopeful view of like lesbian social scenes. And I always <laughs> picture like this communal 
I just find I just you think they're all sitting around terrible. singing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not that yeah. naive, but like you know, I I wish it were that, and I always it's sort of like a the grass is greener kind of mentality. Mm, yeah, and I wonder <clears throat> if you ladies have a, have shared the same mentality, or if you feel that that is completely false and that it is just naive on my on my part. How do you guys feel about it? I don't know if it's internalized misogyny, but as I'm by, um, yeah. so during pride, or we're like, going to have to cut, we're going to have to cut off your mic. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, everybody hates us. Um, <laughs> I'll pivot to my gay male friends <laughs> and go to, I just, I don't know why I'm like drag show. I, Carolyn thinks I hate <laughs> lesbians <laughs> for this specifically but i'll always opt for the gay guy i was a hag before i came out like i okay. truly okay okay oh like i mean we do know how to have we know how to have fun i will give like our gay brethren that lesbians do too and i've had yeah, so fair. much fun on like i like I, the oh, sorry. i used to do a diking out show but there was a show in new york dyke dyke well no it was dykes on mike Dykes on Mike with Leah Doobie. Remember that, guys? Years yes. ago, years ago in New York City. Yeah. And I've heard about that, yeah. I was good friends yeah. with Leah, and I would go to a lot of lesbian events. And 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 I can say that lesbians get down just like the gay men do. They do. <laughs> they but throw down. I yes. like queer parties, though, where they're... To get, like poppy it's juice. a mix it's a mix everyone yes. has so, come together that, that feels like a very new york thing and i mean to cut you off carolyn but queer parties feels like a new york thing but please say i didn't want you to cut yeah, you off yeah. i want to hear what you have to say oh no like ellie i get the misconception and i don't know how much of a misconception it is it depends on like where you are and like what city mm-hmm. you're in but yeah. like my wife and I, we went to P-Town during uh, Carnival this past year, and we were, like, ready to party, and for the oh, life yeah. of us, could not find the lesbians. Like, oh, we went to, like, wow, the, really? we went to the main party. We were the only two women in the entire space. It was just, like, Was all... Judy Gold not there? Because she's yeah. basically the she lesbian mayor of P-Town. No, she, I mean, she was there. They're just not out partying. And we're like, where are the oh. lesbians? Where are the lesbians? The next morning, we, we wake up and go to get coffee. It's, like, 8 a.m. and all the lesbians are out walking, walking the dogs. dogs. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. God. That's oh. like staying in at night. Like, that is my... <laughs> but that's what I... Like, I love that. And that's why I feel like I have this almost childish naivete where I just want to be there. I want to be asleep by, you know, whatever yes. I want to be like in, a, in like yeah. in, in, in a cafeteria or like something cozy, <laughs> you know, I, I, I yearn for that. And so I, I, I guess part but of that is. Maybe- I think Melody, I think you're like, I think there is a lot more and I'm seeing it a lot more too of sort of like, and it's, I don't, Elliot, I don't think it's just New York, the mixed queer parties, the sort of the, right, no, I know, yeah. the, the euphoria yeah. effect of sort of the gen, is it Gen Z? What's the one under us? Gen mm-hmm. X? Gen Z? I don't know. Gen I don't Z. Know. They, yeah. They're all bullshit. They're like astrological the one under science you, to me. Alan, is, is millennial. That's, yeah. <laughs> they're like astrological science to me. It's all bullshit. Anyway. <laughs> um, but I, that, the, the sort of the euphoria effect of sort of this queer, intermingling of and which is really kind of awesome to see that i don't think pre- previous generations saw you know there's a huge separation between just gay men and lesbians even then there wasn't much of a broader community for bi people or trans people mm-hmm. or queer people in right. general or whatever mm-hmm. it's just gender is getting so queer that it's yeah so yeah. Right. yeah what we're moving towards it's, it's kind of great no one knows where they fit anymore it is great i love it, it does feel like that yeah and and i think also in the past it does feel like there wasn't so much of a overflow between the the two you know 
genders or to be gay guys and, and, and lesbians, but it does feel like younger people are just really, especially with gender, just mixing it all together. And it's kind of a wonderful thing. I love it so much. Yeah. And, um, and I do think that gay men are more drawn to <laughs> like lesbian spaces now. Like I'm seeing mm. more gay men at the cubby hole. I've heard a lot of people mm. talk about um, gay men like renting up the places in Cherry Grove. Oh, like, yeah, I saw it. I think oh. they're tired. They're tired. Like, I they want to join Cherry us. Grove. Wait, but are they That's doing bang. it? Are they doing it because are they doing it and like mingling with lesbians or are they doing it to staying only with gay men? Um, it, at the cubby hole, they're mingling. I'm going to Cherry Grove for the first time this summer, so I guess I'll I'll see for the first time. I know they I weren't know. mingling when I went last summer. Yeah, like, yeah, I think it's it's a, it's sort of a gentrification in a way that like there it, it seems to yeah, me it's like there's some tension. There's some exactly. Tension. Yeah, yeah. it's not a good. It's very upsetting. I yeah. in Fire Island for our listeners who don't know, <laughs> there's like there several sections. One section is the pines that is. <laughs> mostly you know occupied by gay men and cherry grove is occupied mostly by gay women yeah and it's cherry cherry grove is so much better yeah so much better there's mm. ice cream there's like shops with like <laughs> there's really ice cream, ice cream is, is there's like <laughs> real things people playing women playing volleyball like it's like people talking yes less and I volley will be, I less volley it. i will be so Wait. mad if if melody what you said is that is really true and that gay guys are i mean it's not it is I'll true say it, colonizing cherry grove it is true yeah. there are there are, i mean like someone's mentioned chicago i went to school in chicago and andersonville was me too very yeah. much a lesbian identified strong community with great lesbian bars oh, and yeah. like really act and that's where the dyke march i think even still starts mm-hmm. and ends to this day that now the chicago dyke march is very controversial because of some past controversies i will admit that yes. for some listeners yeah. like, just to acknowledge that there are some things that i don't agree with with the dyke march in chicago but Lots that said of things i don't agree with has, i'll tell you that brent right has now, no right idea now. what we're talking about I by the way i have no idea nor do i need to <laughs> that said frankly, i'm in, already mad in andersonville that the gay men are moving into that area and they've it's, completely taken over i uh, um went to school there too i lived there for like eight and a half years yeah. i came out there i, I oh. did everything and i would just i gravitated to and Andersonville and had a lot of firsts there. I just went back for the first time in a long time uh, last May and couldn't couldn't find one. Couldn't find. Well, one oh I can God. tell you, Elliot and I, Elliot and I are going there in April. I'm going oh, to do my dragon. to do my drag thing, and Elliot will be alongside me at the same event. So I will be. I'm a drag lesbian and no you're not invited brent a drag lesbian yeah. in andersonville with elliot and i'm gonna make him so embarrassed so embarrassed <laughs> you know i will say that just to double down on what we were saying before to and this is a thing you guys talked about on your podcast which i think goes without saying it's a podcast that's uh, a lesbian lgbtq podcast but it's for everyone similar to yeah. ours yeah. Right. Similar. you guys yeah. talk about everything one thing that you talked about that i'd love to get your thoughts on is the show Tampa Bay's? Oh yeah, <laughs> which we've discussed on this podcast. Right, right. Holy oh, shit. you have. Yeah, we discussed what that. A, what yeah. a shit show! I mean, if it, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it because I know you covered it. Well, real, real quick, Elliot, explain Tampa Bay's yeah, is please. a blank reality show about like <laughs> wild lesbians, the wild right, lesbian right. scene in Tampa, right? Jersey right, Shore for ahead. lesbians. Yes. Okay. Go First, it's a docu-series. Uh, oh, come on. We, we have to clarify because people people were mad that it wasn't trashy enough and that yeah. there was like oh. too much family stuff, which I love oh, wow. the family stuff because I'm like, we don't get this content anywhere. Yeah. We don't get these yeah. conversations with family. And like a lot of them had 
hard times uh, coming um, out. Ethnicities. Um, yeah, I got cultures. to see an Iranian fellow Iranian die mm, come out and or talk yeah. to their mom about it. And yeah. right. wow. I loved not, that. Not, cup, not cuppy, right? <laughs> no. What is cuppy? I don't know what cuppy is, Ethnic but I, I'm um, obsessed. No, Shiva. Shiva Pishta. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah wow. um, well, we we had both Shiva and Cuppy on Diking Out and oh, cool. um, mm. yeah and I got to meet them at Girls in Wonderland not Shiva um, oh. because she got blackout drunk and didn't make the party <laughs> oh, <so> uh, <laughs> sounds like things are going well yeah <laughs> is Cuppy but as to... wild as she seems yes she's, uh, as wild but older mm-hmm. yeah more yeah. experienced she was like what 27 Cuppy's 30s and wait no how many people yeah, actually yeah, watch this show I, I do need to ask that question i think a lot of people hate watched it i'm yeah. so mm. scared to talk about it right now because <laughs> <laughs> we talked about it on our podcast and people came for us uh oh, people gave us negative reviews calling us of course, you know, oh racist, God. like for liking the show oh, because boy. there's a lot of controversy around it why well, what's um, people, the controversy around it that it um other than it's kind of bad. so them like them.com put out like the first promo picture of them and granted it did look kind of like blatantly there are no it's photoshopped and filtered people. so oh. yeah it looks vaguely and the same so, it was such a big cast so it's just like yeah. so obviously not inclusive of oh, uh, darker okay. skinned black women mm-hmm. like there's some mixed mm-hmm. people yeah. there's right. a native american yeah. version but still um and then it was just like some headline that was like had the word colorism in it and then everyone got really activated and hated the show from the moment it was on like deadline Mm. in may until it came out in october and um yeah all the publications cited we like Uh, the last thing logo made like original programming is this all Allen, remember me uh remind me wasn't there a show about like the A list? The A list. That's A-list. it. And that was yeah. that was vapid, also one of these where they depressing, they, vapid, depressing. But like the backlash, even though it's it basically is what gay people like to watch. It seems, yeah. uh, which is you know vapidity and and stupidity and etc. But like there was just this online backlash, and it was like just dragged through the mud. Uh, which was a surprise to see. So it sounds like it was a similar well, thing with the Tampa Bay's. Yeah, with the added um, intensity of social media, it was oh just. Oh my god! Um, yeah. Jesus. yeah. But then, but I'll, I'll, go ahead. Uh, Karen. You're going to say their existing group of friends? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'll, I'll defend it. People can like direct their hate at me, but yeah, it is like an existing. It's a existing group of people who know each other. It wasn't like an open casting call or, or anything, and the like all things considered like yes there were no dark-skinned black women but there were like a couple biracial women um you know uh, an iranian american um a it's native so american it's because it's like yeah. well they're friends these producers probably found these friends and in all honesty like it probably would have been grosser if they were like searching for a person of color that yeah. they don't yeah. know just yeah. to like check the check the box like, off the list like that like housewives exactly. lately like, yes. yeah, yeah. Like, housewives. like exactly and that's why last season sucked so hard well and it's oh, also like you I know the best re- the best reality mm-hmm. tv i mean there is a case to be made for sort of the real world effect of bringing different types of or survivor etc bringing different types sure. of people together that don't know each other come from different worlds and plopping them together into a situation that can also create great tv but also yeah it's really cool there are really thriving there are thriving black and brown communities of lesbians as well or gay men or and and they often aren't featured in a 
lot of these reality programs unless we fetishize them. And it's right. It's sometimes it can be very gross. So there's work to be done on all fronts. That doesn't mean this there show is. can't be we, good. We just need more. Like yes. we need more shows to succeed yeah. so we can have that proof that exactly. people watch it, enjoy it. And then we get more and more made of different friend groups of right which then means uh, there needs to be more sort of black brown queer people running studios green lighting these shows and that's sort of the domino effect of all of those things i have to ask you one thing about the podcast though with the movie carol because i love the movie carol and you guys say it is canon it is like lesbian dykey canon and it is such it i love that we didn't see kate blanchett's vag in that film but i wanted to (laughs) like the whole film i'm like I want to see these two go at it so hard right now. I am so turned on. Why is why is Carol Cannon? I mean, I I watch Carol um, every Christmas now. It's like, <laughs> my Christmas Carol tradition. Christmas uh, Carol, that's hilarious. I watch Jean Benet documentaries. You watch Carol. I love yeah. it. We all have our own little Christmas <laughs> traditions. <know>. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, a lot yeah. of a lot of people do. I'm I'm not the only one. I did this um, last Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, it's Feels it's based right. on um a a pulp fiction book called uh, The Price of Salt, which yeah. if you if you like Carol and you haven't read The Price of Salt, I recommend it because Carol is so mean in it. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's like such a bitch in Price of Salt. <laughs> oh my god. And and it's like it's a little bit problematic, but like they wow. I love the take um in the movie, like Kate Blanchett, she's just she's so gay. She's so gay. Mm. Like, do you have, have a you problem? Seen her though? husband? Yes, I have. Who is not okay. someone you would think Kate Blanchett do you, do you should be married to? Think they're sleeping together? No, they're I, not. She's sleeping no. with women. You can't convince <laughs> me otherwise. Well, that's a question like, I want to ask. Like, Carol yeah. is sort of Carol was, I think. Well, you could, there's a lot of films since then. I mean, the same year I think was also Moonlight and a bunch of other queer films have been coming out of the recent years. Prominent queer films. But in Carol, these two actors are, you know, they've, they're straight, we presume. And Presumably. like, would you want like like a powerful lesbian in that role? Or do you think Kate Blanchett like is that character? I think she's a, that character. I This is a controversial take, but I've also seen, I mean, okay, look at um, and just like that. Mm-hmm. I think that's a case for like having two queer actors play queer doesn't necessarily mean there's going to be like help. chemistry. Yeah. It's not going to make it feel justice authentic. for Che. I love Che. <laughs> You're the <laughs> only that makes one. On that that makes one. And I yeah. also, I also loved and just like that. But whatever. Well, it's another topic. It's another right, conversation. Right, right, right. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. But wow. yeah, I, I mean, I saw well that movie. Um, Tell it to the bees with Anna Paquin, who is also queer. Yeah. Hated that movie. Like zero yeah. chemistry, whatever. Yeah. So mm. it's like, give me whoever sells it. Yeah. And, oh, let and me I'm ask okay. you this. And has Carol. the jawline. And yeah. we have <laughs> But did you see Rosie O'Donnell in Fiddler on the Roof opposite <laughs> Harvey Firestone? I did. That. I did. You did? Yes, I did. Of you course. Really and that? did you know? No, Melody, Melody I saw wish. It too. Oh, you saw it too? Wait, wait, who saw what? it? Who saw it? Wait. I thought Melody said she saw Rosie and Fiddler on the Roof. Oh, no. Oh, no. I no, did. No, no, I, no. Did. <laughs> I did. And I talked to Ro- I talked oh, yeah. to Harvey Firestein recently about working with Rosie in Fiddler on the Roof, Elliot. I'll tell you about that later. Mm. Oh, man. I, I wish that. I did. Well, yeah. You guys also had Rosie on your podcast, which was yes. clearly a yeah. big deal as well. Mm-hmm. How, what was that like? Amazing. I mean, the the first episode, I think, of the podcast is talking about how this entire like diking out was just like a ruse to trap uh, Rosie yep. O'Donnell in the conversation with me. <laughs> For sure. And I did it. It took 200 episodes, oh, but yeah. I did it. 
Yeah, she's hard to get. Insight? She's very hard yeah, to get. Yeah, I mean, she's very, yeah. Did you get any insight um, that, that you, any big takeaways or anything, anything that surprised you? Um, she really no. loved Tom Cruise, didn't she? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> she did. We talked about that. Uh, n- um, nothing that surprises us, but I think like we asked her some questions that people normally, I was like, what can we ask her that people normally don't ask? And mm-hmm. I asked about like her dating life and like what yeah. was the worst date she went on. And that was such a funny story. And like, mm-hmm. that's kind of like the side of Rosie. I want to like, what's it like to yes. date Rosie O'Donnell? She has yes. um, a lot of millennials um, yes. sliding into her DMs and like, yes, trying, being, like really bold and trying to ask her out. And she's like, a little freaked out about that and she's like no it has to be someone my age but she says that having broken off her engagement to somebody mm. who was in their yeah. 30s right yeah. um yeah so I did think rosie learned- did rosie have because i mean i know at least for a lot of sort of gay male friends of mine you know elliot yeah. danny pellegrino who's a past guest we've all bonded over our love of rosie and how rosie as a kid went because i mean i was mm. a I was a teenager, I guess, or not even that when the show first started. And I was obsessed with Rosie O'Donnell. And I knew there was a connection between us. I knew there was something there that there was some queer aesthetic to her even before she came out that like I was responding to. But sure. for for you, I mean, as a as a queer woman, like, did you have that sort of same connection with Rosie? And like, yes. was did you it? Sense it? Yes. Yeah. Was it the same sort of thing? Oh, Absolutely. Yeah, right. She, you I, I was like, I have so much in common with mm-hmm. this person. Like the fact that she would have Broadway mm-hmm. um, singers on all the time. Yeah. Like she, she was my my gateway into Barbara Streisand. Like oh. I never really paid you love Barbara. To Barbara Streisand. Yes, we're gonna I, DM. And, we're gonna well, DM. Yeah, bec- because of Rosie. Like. Yeah. And like all the sensibilities that that she had, I was also obsessed with Madonna. So the fact that she was obsessed with Madonna, you know that baby oh, she had in the first yeah. appearance was Judy Gold's baby, and not yes, actually yes. her yes. baby. Yes, yeah. We um, talked about that with her. We, yeah, we talked about that with Judy when we had her. Oh, that was Judy. Fun yeah. Fact. Right. Yeah. yeah. But um, well, uh, like a league of their own, like those things were coming oh, yeah. out too. So like a league of now, their and, own, then. now and then. Oh my god! So now and then. Kind of like queued up Rosie being a lesbian. Yeah. Some sort wow. of icon, even if she wasn't out, you just there was some, you know, spidey sense. And her friendship right. with Rita Wilson. Come on, I mean, that was very <laughs> lesbianic in the way. <laughs> they were well, supposed listen, we to could... end up together, I think. I right? hope. I think. Oh, that's right. That you're yeah. right. That's right. That's a fun fact. That's right. I remember. Wait, I don't know that fact. Please elaborate. Or she was at least supposed to. She was supposed to be a lesbian, at, mm-hmm. at least as a, as a character. But then they, um, the Mixed studio, it, wouldn't let them do it at the Interesting. end. Interesting. The See, person who wrote it is a lesbian. Because in now and then, I thought Demi Moore was more lesbianic than Rosie O'Donnell. She's bisexual. Yeah. She's bisexual. She's, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, <laughs> yeah, you're right. She's bisexual. You're, and Rita Wilson is just sort of there for the party. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> wink, wink. Oh, man. Well, well, you guys have been wonderful. I mean, we could clearly talk to you forever, but we're so glad you could finally join us. And obviously, everybody should listen to Diking Out. Now, where can Thank people... You follow you if you'd like to be followed uh, and find Diking Out if you'd like others to listen. We would love for other people to listen. So you can follow us at Diking Out and you can follow me personally and send your Tampa Bay hate um, at yeah. TGI Carolyn on, on social media. Send it all there. Um, and I'm at Melody Kamali for circuit party invites. Yes. <laughs> send nudes to Melody. Yes. Send hate to me. Carolyn, I'm, I'm going to be DMing you about Barbara Streisand. We're going to talk about Mara Has Two Faces. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and another thing. 
Okay, guys, bust out your pen and paper, or if you're in the new technology, your iPad with a little digital pen there. I have that right now. A stylus. I love my little stylus. You love to make notes, and then it turns into text. I love it. I love it. Do you have an Apple Pencil? I do. Yes, I do. I I love love it. it. Um, Anyway, I wow, handwriting. Do you guys, Mm -hmm. what's your handwriting like? Do you take pride in your handwriting, and is it legible? My handwriting. Have you seen my handwriting? I don't think I. I, I don't have. think I have. I have yes. Elliot, I mean, put, you write put very small. Oh, okay. I don't. I mean, I, well, sorry, Brent. I, I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. Please well, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I was just going to say my handwriting. I have sort of like shorthand for a lot of things, and so my handwriting is sort of illegible. Um, but it's very like loopy, and so it's considered. People who don't try to read it will look at it briefly and be like, "Oh, it's beautiful." You write like but a if they woman. try to read it. Yeah. Oh, oh, you. I've always. There's nothing wrong with. There's nothing wrong with that. But I. No, I'm saying, how dare you suggest that women write a certain way? You. They write beautifully, is what I'm saying. You have a very feminine way of writing. (laughs) Yeah. Sure. Certainly. But you you also have a shorthand. You have a shorthand too. Yeah, I combine letters a lot. So, O U G H just becomes an O with a line down. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. I'm the opposite. Yeah. I have, I tend to write in between cursive and print. And I, mm-hmm. I like, I often go in between and I, I, I pride myself. I have great handwriting. I, I have great cursive and great print. And I, I did an example for you guys right now. I don't know if you can, you can make that out. But that- Brand is a homophobe. <laughs> Very good. Thank, thank you, it's, Alan. It's part cursive and part print. You can see how wonderful that is. Well, Alan, if, if we're uh-huh. being, let's be a little more specific. I am, I am an, Alan H. Allen Scott centric homophobe. So I really just yes. don't like gay people when they're H. Allen Scott. Is yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The bottom line mm-hmm. in, in all of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elliot, what you've been writing. So do you want to show us? Yeah. Something? What do you want to show? Oh, no, I, 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 I have, um, well, you know, I mean, I, I, I tend to be a modest person, but I do have incredible handwriting. Okay. <laughs> and it's been known since I was genuinely since I was a child I was like famous in elementary school for it like everybody was like every teacher was like creaming themselves over my handwriting because I just I have a very distinct style but the problem is that I always I can do different styles I sound so cocky but like I can do different styles I tend to do a block really letter no it's not that cocky it doesn't I don't, I don't think anyone is blown away look how many different things I can write like you gotta hold, hold, it, up different styles. Yeah, hold it, it up closer it is very pretty Oh, you know, I've, I've, that's wait, really follow pretty. Sadie I've... Pines on Instagram. <laughs> I like that. I like your block letter. I know you, I think you, do you write primarily block? I do block or I do yeah. a sort of mix of block and uh, wingdings, uh, a, a very right? wing yeah. things. Yeah. No, I like, I have a, I use, I use a lot of drawing for like writing. I don't like yeah. write only by hand, but like I need to take notes visually. And I love bullet journals because they allow me to indulge my OCD of never veering offline. Yeah, I've always known you to be a block writer. That's yes. I, that's what comes to my mind when I think of your writing. Yeah, and then yeah. Prince, I homophobe. Yeah, I what is your stance on, do you think cursive should be taught in schools or no? I think Because so. they stopped teaching it. Yeah. Uh, and I, su- I support that. I remember even in elementary school being like, we spend so much goddamn time on penmanship and it doesn't like you'll you we all ease into our own penmanship eventually. What it does it matter? It does matter because the penmanship and the, the process for me, at least the process of writing, especially in cursive, makes me think about what I'm writing and saying as I'm writing it. It's not print mm-hmm. is a very clear sort of there's the, the, the clear picture of how the letter is supposed to be. And it's fine. And I find it to actually be more difficult because I have to 
change my rhythm of my hand as I'm doing it. Whereas cursive, I'm faster at it, but also, and so I think we can, you can do more with it in terms of note-taking, but also it helps you think about what you're saying and the presentation mm-hmm. of what you're saying and how it is. And there's, there's a, it's a, there's a mental thing with it. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's a good question, Brent. I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's like, I don't think it matters as much. I don't I like, that's a lovely takeaway from it, but I just, I don't think it matters anymore because the only reason that like I, the thing that comes to mind quite honestly, is like, man, it's so nice when you get like a f- handwritten card and the, the handwriting is beautiful. But that yeah. tends to be from an old person. Um, yeah. And I feel like that when is- When you guys get cards from me every year, you're thinking, wow, Grandma <laughs> sent me another card. Right, right. Well, yeah. I, I like to send thank you cards that are handwritten or just cards in general that are handwritten. And I love that I can have the ability to- you know, write with my yeah. incredible handwriting. And I guess that mm-hmm. art will be lost. And I love the, sending the cards. Cursive is gone. I yeah, send I cards, cards pretty regularly. And it's just, it's, I love just sending it. It's nice- so much nicer to get a card in the mail or anything oh. written in the mail. It's a dream. It's a dream that I think I mean, younger people don't get to experience. It, I think it's really sweet. I've definitely gotten those letters from Elliot in the mail before that will have, he usually puts lipstick on his mouth and then he'll kiss it. <laughs> and then sometimes he puts uh, lipstick on well, uh, another part and he, he stamps that into the, into the paper as well. I did that with a no, no, just... one year. I did, no, I, did, just... I, did a, I did a kiss that looked like a booty hole with lipstick just because I thought oh, it was funny. Um, I was going to say, no, that's not, that's not me, Brent. That's usually the hobos who in, 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 <laughs> uh, in, take your mail downtown and then it ends up in your mailbox. <laughs> What would your aunt say? Right, what would your aunt Ramona say about something she heard today? I'm very much looking forward to your new podcast, Brent. <laughs> <laughs> She'll love it. Uh, my aunt Joanne would say, you know, there's no Jews in Tampa. That's all a lie. <laughs> They're all in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, how about, <laughs> how about uh, Aunt Anne? My aunt Anne would say, wait, Donna, Donna Shaw is a lesbian? I love Donna. Mm. Am I a lesbian? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. I mean, I know about Dinah. I knew what the Dinah weekend was, and I knew they'd talk about the Dinah, about Dinah Shore, but yeah. I still don't fully know who that is. Google her. She was a big, no. big, big talk show host in the 70s. Like, she was, mm-hmm. sort of, yeah. I don't even know how to describe her, but she was a big talk show host, yeah, and entertainer yeah. in general. Mm-hmm. I think I've seen some clips, but I've just never, I'm just saying I never cut a dyke vibe. That's all I'll say. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening. I'm Elliot Glazer. That's Elliot Glazer in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, right now. Ooh, by the Fort Lauderdale. He's not wearing a caftan. He's though. gallivanting around town in case anyone wants to see him. My name is. <laughs> oh, he just Brent told someone Sullivan. to be quiet. He just told who, someone to who be did quiet. You told me quiet, Elliot. My mom, my mom. Oh, I want to say, say hello to your mother. Get, yeah, get, Offline. Get, Sandy on. Get Sandy on. Alan, say goodbye. No, I have a guest with me. I'm H. Alan Scott. Bye. Bye.